Hello, I am your host, Pedro Gelabert from the Long Island Church of Christ, reading with you the chronological Bible reading in one year using God's Word Translation by God's Word to the Nations Mission Society. 2 Kings chapter 1 After Ahab died, Moab rebelled against Israel. During the rebellion, King Ahaziah fell through a window lattice in his upstairs room in Samaria and injured himself. So he sent messengers to Ekron. He had told them, Go ask Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, if I will recover from this injury. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah from Tishbe, Meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, Do you seek advice from Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, because you think there is no god in Israel? This is what the Lord says. You will not get up from the bed you are lying on. Instead, you will die there. Then Elijah left. When the messengers returned, the king asked them, Why have you come back so soon? They told him that a man came to meet them and said to them, Go back to the king who sent you. Tell him, This is what the Lord says. Do you send messengers to seek advice from Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, because you think there is no god in Israel? You will not get up from the bed you are lying on. Instead, you will die there. The king asked them, What was the man who told you this like? They replied, He was hairy and had a leather belt around his waist. That's Elijah from Tishba, the king answered. The king sent an army officer with fifty men to Elijah. When the officer found Elijah sitting on top of a hill, he told Elijah, Man of God, the king says, come down. Elijah answered the officer, If I'm a man of God, fire will come from heaven and burn up you and your fifty men. Then fire came from heaven and burned up the officer and his fifty men. The king sent another officer with fifty men to Elijah. The officer said, Man of God, this is what the king says, come here right away. Elijah answered the officer, If I'm a man of God, fire will come from heaven and burn up you and your fifty men. Then God's fire came from heaven and burned up the officer and his fifty men. The king sent a third officer with fifty men. The officer of the third group went up the hill and knelt in front of Elijah. The officer begged him, Man of God, please treat my life and the lives of these fifty servants of yours as something precious. Fire has come from heaven and burned up the first two officers and their one hundred men, but treat my life as something precious. The angel of the Lord told Elijah, Go with him, don't be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went with him to the king. Elijah told the king, This is what the Lord says, You sent messengers to seek advice from Beelzebub, the god of Ekron. Is this because you think there is no god in Israel whose words you can seek? You will not get up from the bed you are lying on. Instead, you will die there. So Ahaziah died as the Lord had predicted through Elijah. Joram succeeded him as king because Ahaziah had no son. Isn't everything else about Ahaziah, the things he did, written in the official records of the kings of Israel? 2 Kings chapter 2 When the Lord was going to take Elijah to heaven in a windstorm, Elijah and Elisha left Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here because the Lord is sending me to Bethel. Elisha answered, I solemnly swear as the Lord lives and you live, I will not abandon you. So they went to Bethel. 
Some of the disciples of the prophets at Bethel came to Elisha. They asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? He answered, Yes, I know. Be quiet. Elijah said, Elisha, please stay here because the Lord is sending me to Jericho. Elisha answered, I solemnly swear as the Lord lives and you live, I will not abandon you. So they went to Jericho. Then some of the disciples of the prophets who were in Jericho approached Elisha. They asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? He answered, Yes, I know. Be quiet. Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here because the Lord is sending me to the Jordan River. Elisha answered, I solemnly swear as the Lord lives and you live, I will not abandon you. Fifty disciples of the prophet stood at a distance as Elijah and Elisha stood by the Jordan River. Elijah took his coat, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to their left and their right, and the two men crossed the river on dry ground. While they were crossing, Elijah asked Elisha, What should I do for you before I'm taken from you? Elisha answered, Let me inherit a double share of your spirit. Elijah said, You have asked for something difficult. If you see me taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a fiery chariot with fiery horses separated the two of them, and Elijah went to heaven in a windstorm. When Elisha saw this, he cried out, Master, Master, Israel's chariot and horses. When he couldn't see Elijah anymore, he grabbed his own garment and tore it in two to show his grief. Then he picked up Elijah's coat, which had fallen off Elijah, went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan River. He took the coat and struck the water with it. He asked, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? As he struck the water, it divided to his left and his right, and Elisha crossed the river. The disciples of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him from a distance. They said, Elijah's spirit rests on Elisha. Then they went to meet him and bowed in front of him with their faces touching the ground. They said to him, There are fifty strong men here with us. Please let them go and search for your master. Maybe the Lord's Spirit lifted him up and dropped him on one of the hills or in one of the valleys. Elisha answered, Don't send them to look. But the disciples kept urging him to send the men until he was embarrassed. So he said, Send them. They sent fifty men who searched for three days without finding him. They returned to Elisha in Jericho, where he was waiting. He said, Didn't I tell you not to go? The people of the city of Jericho told Elisha, This city's location is as good as you will ever find, but the water is bad and the land cannot grow crops. Elisha said, Bring me a new jar and put salt in it. They brought it to him. He went to the spring and threw the salt into it. Then he said, This is what the Lord says, I have purified this water. No more death or crop failures will come from this water. To this day, the water is still pure, as Elisha had said. From there he went to Bethel. As he walked along the road, some boys came out of the city and mocked him. They said, Go away, Baldy! Go away! Looking back, he saw them and cursed them in the Lord's name. Two bears came out of the woods and tore forty-two of these youths apart. He left that place, went to Mount Carmel, and returned to Samaria. Second Kings chapter 3 
Joram, son of Ahab, became king of Israel in Samaria during Jehoshaphat's 18th year as king of Judah. He ruled for 12 years. He did what the Lord considered evil, but he didn't do what his father or mother had done. He put away the sacred stones that his father had set up and dedicated to Baal. But he wouldn't give up the sins that Jeroboam, Nebat's son, led Israel to commit. Joram would not turn away from those sins. King Mesha of Moab raised sheep. Each year he had to pay the king of Israel 100,000 male lambs and the wool from 100,000 rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the new king of Israel. King Joram immediately left Samaria to prepare Israel's army for war. He sent his message to King Jehoshaphat of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you fight Moab with me? Jehoshaphat answered, I'll go. I will do what you do. My troops will do what your troops do. My horses will do what your horses do. Joram asked, Which road should we take? Jehoshaphat answered, The road through the desert of Edom. So the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom took an indirect route to Moab. After seven days, they ran out of water for the army and the animals. The king of Israel said, Oh no, the Lord has put the three of us at the mercy of the people of Moab. But Jehoshaphat asked, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord whom we could ask? One of the officials of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. He used to be Elijah's assistant. Jehoshaphat said, The Lord's word is with him. So King Jehoshaphat of Judah, the king of Israel, and the king of Edom went to Elisha. Elisha asked the king of Israel, Why did you come to me? Go to your father's prophets or your mother's prophets. The king of Israel answered him, No, the Lord has called the three of us in order to put us at Moab's mercy. Elisha answered, I solemnly swear, as the Lord of armies whom I serve lives, I wouldn't even bother to look at you or notice you if it weren't for my respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah. But get me someone to play some music. While the musician was playing, the Lord's power came over Elisha. He said, This is what the Lord says, Make this valley full of ditches. You will not see wind or rain, but this valley will be filled with water. You, your cattle, and your other animals will drink. The Lord considers that an easy thing to do. In addition, he will put Moab at your mercy. You will defeat every walled city and every important city. You will cut down every good tree, seal all the wells, and use rocks to ruin every good piece of land. That is what happened in the morning. At the time of the grain offering, water flowed from Edom and filled the countryside. All the people of Moab heard that the kings had come to fight them, so all men old enough to bear arms were called to fight. They stood at the border. When the Moabites got up early in the morning as the sun was rising over the water, they saw the water from a distance. It was as red as blood. They said, It's blood! The kings have been fighting one another and have killed each other. Now, Moabites, let's take their goods! So when the Moabites came to Israel's camp, the Israelites attacked them, and they fled from the Israelites. Israel went after Moabites and defeated them. Then Israel tore down the cities, each man throwing rocks on every good field until it was covered. 
They sealed every well and cut down every good tree. Only the stones in the walls of Ker-Hariseth were left. Soldiers surrounded Ker-Hariseth and attacked it with slings and stones. When the king of Moab saw he was losing the battle, he took 700 swordsmen to try to break through the king of Edom, but they couldn't do it. Then he took his firstborn son, who would have succeeded him as king, and sacrificed him on the wall as a burnt offering. There was bitter anger against the Israelites, so they went home to their own country. 2 Kings chapter 4 One of the wives of a disciple of the prophets called to Elisha, Sir, my husband is dead. You know he feared the Lord. Now a creditor has come to take my two children as slaves. Elisha asked her, What should I do for you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? She answered, I have nothing in the house except a jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Borrow many empty containers from all your neighbors. Then close the door behind you and your children and pour oil into all those containers. When one is full, set it aside. So she left him and closed the door behind her and her children. The children kept bringing containers to her, and she kept pouring. When the containers were full, she told her son, Bring me another container, he told her. There are no more containers. So the olive oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God. He said, Sell the oil and pay your debt. The rest is for you and your children. One day, Elisha was traveling through Shunem, where a rich woman lived. She had invited him to eat with her, so whenever he was in the area, he stopped in to eat. She told her husband, I know he's a holy man of God, and he regularly travels past our house. Let's make a small room on the roof and put a bed, table, chair, and lampstand there for him. He can stay there whenever he comes to visit us. One day he came to their house, went into the upstairs room, and rested there. He told his servant Gehazi, Call this Shunem woman. Gehazi called her, and she stood in front of him. Elisha said to Gehazi, Ask her what we can do for her, since she has gone to a lot of trouble for us. Maybe she would like us to speak to the king or the commander of the army for her? She answered, I'm already living among my own people. What should we do for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son and her husband is old. Elisha said, Call her. So Gehazi called her and she stood in the doorway. Elisha said, At this time next spring you will hold a baby boy in your arms. She answered, Don't say that, sir. Don't lie to me. You're a man of God. But the woman became pregnant and had a son at that time next year, as Elisha had told her. Several years later, the boy went to his father, who was with the harvest workers. Suddenly he said to his father, My head! My head! The father told his servant, Carry him to his mother. The servant picked him up and brought him to his mother. The boy sat on her lap until noon when he died. She took him upstairs and laid him on the bed of the man of God, left the room and shut the door behind her. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys. I will go quickly to the man of God and come back again. Her husband asked, Why are you going to him today? It isn't a new moon festival or a day of rest, a holy day. But she said goodbye to him. She saddled the donkey, then told her servant, Lead on. 
Don't slow down unless I tell you. So she came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her coming at a distance, he told his servant Gehazi, There is the woman from Shunem. Run to meet her and ask her how she, her husband, and the boy are doing. Everyone's fine, she answered. When she came to the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi went to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is bitter. The Lord has hidden the reason from me. He hasn't told me. The woman said, I didn't ask you for a son. I said, Don't raise my hopes. The man of God told Gehazi, Put on a belt. Take my shepherd's staff in your hand and go. Whenever you meet anyone, don't stop to greet him. If he greets you, don't stop to answer him. Lay my staff on the boy's face. The boy's mother said, I solemnly swear as the Lord and you live, I will not leave without you. So Elisha got up and followed her. Gehazi went ahead of them and put the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or sign of life. So Gehazi came back to meet the man of God. Gehazi told them the boy didn't wake up. When Elisha came to the house, the dead boy was lying on Elisha's bed. He went into the room, closed the door, and prayed to the Lord. Then he lay on the boy, putting his mouth on the boy's mouth, his eyes on the boy's eyes, his hands on the boy's hands. He crouched over the boy's body, and it became warm. Elisha got up, walked across the room, and came back, and then got back on the bed and crouched over him. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunem woman. Gehazi called her. When she came to him, he said, Take your son. Then she immediately bowed at his feet. She took her son and left. When Elisha went back to Gilgal, there was a famine in the country. One day, while the disciples of the prophets were meeting with him, he told his servant, Put a large pot on the fire and cook some stew for the disciples of the prophets. One of them went into the field to gather vegetables and found a wild vine. He filled his clothes with wild gourds. Then he cut them into the pot of stew without knowing what they were. They dished out the food for the men to eat. As they were eating the stew, they cried out, There's death in the pot, man of God! So they couldn't eat it. Elisha said, Bring some flour. He threw it into the pot and said, Dish it out for the people to eat. Then there was nothing harmful in the pot. A man from Baal Shalashah brought bread made with the first harvested grain, twenty barley loaves and fresh grain to the man of God. The man of God said, Give it to the people to eat. But his servant asked, How can I set this in front of a hundred people? Give it to the people to eat, the man of God said. This is what the Lord says. They will eat and even have some left over. The servant set it in front of them. They ate and had some left over as the Lord had predicted.